Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome to Overnight America. Wow. Last show of the week, but man, there's a lot to get to tonight. An awful lot to get to. And we have a guest I'm so excited for later talking about head transplants. Oh, that's so fascinating. Going back to some of the experimentations from the 50s, 60s, and 70s, where they would take the heads of monkeys and transplant them to other monkeys and things. So fascinating. A look back at that, what really went into it. And apparently the head neuroscientist that was conducting all of these experiments here in the United States, buddies with the Pope. <laughs> what a story. Wait till you hear this one later in the show. Also, we're going to be going live to Israel next hour and talking about some of the conflicts in the Middle East. We'll also be talking to someone about estate planning when it comes to some of these giant musician catalogs. It's interesting to think Bob Dylan sold all of his music rights there's a reason for that, and a lot of it has to do with estate planning, and I was just curious about it. Why Why do they do that? Well, there's an answer to why they decide to sell everything before they die, as opposed to, you know, the estate trying to figure it out after. But you heard here, and President Biden gave a speech about 30 minutes-ish, somewhere in there, 40 minutes, between 30 and 40 minutes, talking mostly about what was going on with the coronavirus and giving an update here not really a state of the union, but really his first major speech to the American people, for the most part, secluded. You know, he walks down the red carpet up to the podium, gives a speech, doesn't take any questions, doesn't really, it's not really designed for that. Immediately, I was looking online and people pointed out, well, he's alone. There's not anyone with like <laughs> within 50 yards of him and he's wearing a mask inside of the White House where, you know, he doesn't need to. And then when he leaves, he doesn't put it back on right away. So it's not really a threat. It's just more of a visual thing. And it makes you wonder how much of this is just for visuals. But nonetheless, I wanted to ask you about this in the address because we look at his approval ratings and apparently he's pretty popular. And it makes me wonder, is he just largely popular because he's absent and quiet? Or do people really like the things he's doing? Do they like that they jammed a lot of this wasteful spending into a coronavirus package? Are they just happy because you can get a check dangled in front of your face and, oh, everything's good now? Is that why he's so popular? Is he popular because he's mostly behind the scenes? 
and really looked at as a pushover, just kind of keeping the seat warm for Kamala Harris to come in at some point during the presidency, because there's still a lot of people, including myself, that wonder if he can make it a full term, given some of the other circumstances and the warnings that we've seen, clear warnings that we've seen about his mental uh, abilities. So maybe that's part of it, but the approval rating's still there. People seem to like this. If you listened to the speech or watched it, what did you think? And I got to ask, do you, are you buying into this approval rating or do you think that's a little bit inflated? 314-436-7900. You can call or text that line. I'd like to hear it or 800-925-1120. How about we play some of the clips from earlier? And part of it was, you know, the virus is keeping us apart. And this is one of the the tone of the speech. Intentionally trying to keep a, a pacing, a level somber, trying to keep it a little bit low key. And I think a lot of it has to do with just him trying to also keep up with the teleprompter to make sure he stays on script. All right, let's take a listen. You know, you've often heard me say before, I talk about the longest walk any parent can make is up a short flight of stairs to his child's bedroom to say, I'm sorry, I lost my job. Can't be here anymore. Like my dad told me when he lost his job in Scranton, So many of you have had to make that same walk this past year. You lost your job. You closed your business. Facing eviction, homelessness, hunger, a loss of control, maybe worst of all, a loss of hope. Watching a generation of children who may be set back up to a year or more because they've not been in school because of their loss of learning. It's the details of life that matter most. And we miss those details. The big details and the small moments. Weddings, birthdays, graduations. All the things that needed to happen, but didn't. The first date, the family reunions, the Sunday night rituals. It's all has exacted a terrible cost on the psyche of so many of us. I just want to point out a few things because it's not like every state had the exact same regulations, even within the same state. So Missouri, for example, we have St. Louis County, much higher restrictions than the rest of the state and St. Louis City, different restrictions than the rest of the state, but a a, a lot more reasonable than what you saw in St. Louis County. And I think back at this and they say, oh, the the kids are falling behind. And how much of this is self-inflicted in a way where the government has to step in, at least the the Biden administration and the Democrats push for this like crazy and the ones that are Democrat controlled. And I'm just saying this to be blind about it, but the ones that are controlled that way seem to have the highest restrictions and they come in and say, oh, wow, we really feel your pain. But then they don't want to acknowledge they are the ones that created a lot of this pain when it comes to the separation, kids out of schools, things like that. They're, they're really not taking accountability for the things that they forced upon the people. And it might not be the Biden administration per se, but Look at the states that are run by Democratic governors. Look at the cities that are run by Democratic mayors. Look at the counties like the county executive. Those are the ones that seem to have been hit the hardest with this. And there's some areas that have done a lot better, fared better and allowed for the freedom for you to make your choices, your decisions on that. So when he comes in and says all of this, oh, we feel your pain. Well, you're the ones that inflicted the pain. So why don't you acknowledge that? So let's take some of your calls, and I want to play some more of these clips. Uh, real quick, let's go to Jeff. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thanks. Uh, I watched the speech, and I just thought it would have been nice if uh, Biden 
thank Trump for giving him something to take credit for. Mm. Maybe. You, uh, he didn't really even hint at any sort of, uh, you know, that a boy or here you go. He didn't throw him a yeah. bone, not even a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So if it wasn't for Trump, he wouldn't have nothing to take credit for to begin with. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that with the vaccine, and I mean, we got that out in a record time. And President Trump's not wrong to point out that one of the major reasons we got it out in record time was for him pushing to do that. If it wasn't for that sort of, hey, we got to put some pressure on and we got to facilitate this and we got to make it so this is out as fast as possible. If it wasn't for that sort of pressure, imagine if we were still in the testing phase right now. We weren't even close to getting a vaccine. And remember, too, a lot of people didn't want to give uh, President Trump any credit because they were saying that, oh, this vaccine was rushed. So uh, we should be weary. We should be afraid of this thing because it went through. It didn't go through the the same vetting process. But now they want to take credit for it now that it's out there. It's, a, you know, by the way, they're just looking at it both ways. Yep. All right. Well, that's all. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, we'll take some more of your calls. I want to play some more of your clips at 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. Isn't that amazing? In a lot of ways, the some of the politicians and the people that you listen to were afraid and weary to take the vaccine because Donald Trump was pushing it last year. And now today, when we finally get the distribution continuing and we're starting to push this out, the plan was in place and trying to get all of the vaccines uh, into order. It just happened uh, a lot of it right around the same time as the election. Now we're starting to see it implemented. We start to get it out there and all of these things. And the tune has uh, changed a little now, hasn't it? He's out there bragging about it when a lot of his colleagues were out there saying that they were afraid of it. We'll take some of your calls after the break. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Here we are. It's Overnight America. I wanted to uh, get a couple of the clips from President Biden's speech earlier today. You heard it on KMOX. You may have watched it online, on TV, whatever it may be. One of the big things he mentioned, a uh, few promises per se. Let me play this and we'll take some more of your calls right after. If you want to call or text uh, 436-7900. I came into office, you may recall, I said a goal that many of you said was that kind of way over the top. I said I intended to get 100 million shots in people's arms in my first 100 days in office. Tonight, I can say we're not only going to meet that goal, we're going to beat that goal. Because we've actually on track to reach this goal of 100 million shots in arms on my 60th day in office. No other country in the world has done this. None. I want to talk about the next steps we're thinking about. First, tonight. I'm announcing that I will direct all states, tribes, and territories to make all adults, people 18 and over, eligible to be vaccinated no later than May 1. Let me say that again. All adult Americans will be eligible to get a vaccine no later than May 1. Okay. So there's another promise from the Biden administration, at least at this one, May 1. Put mark it down on your calendars, and we'll see how that one plays out. All right, so let's take some of your calls. And Roy is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, uh, uh, Ryan. I, you know, Ryan, why don't you why don't you admit something? Why don't you know that the man is humble and quit spitting pausing on this administration? He only been in a fifty days. We went through all that mess with Trump, and we don't had enough of that. And you still will not get this man 
the presidency of humbleness. And you keep saying that there's something wrong with him. It's something wrong. Yes, it is. That he's a peaceful man that loves people. And mm. you can't acknowledge that. Is humbleness the number one trait you want in a president? You can't acknowledge it. That's the whole point. You can't acknowledge No, I, I, listen, Roy, I can admit that he is humble. I don't think anyone's questioning his humbleness. We're questioning his ability to be competent in the office. And I think a lot of people wonder, and myself included, if what other factors are coming into play here. I don't think that's wrong to wonder and look into that. There's nothing wrong with this president. You don't think so? You don't think there's anything? No, it's, no I don't think so. I think he's doing a great job. And you can't okay. express that with Trump. If Trump is gone, man. Admit that. This man is doing a wonderful job. He's humble. He's trying mm. to respect the people of the whole land. And you got to do nothing but spit pausing on him every day. <laughs> humble is not the number one thing I look for when it comes to president of the United States. It's nice to be humble. Sure, he's nice. But I guess it's nice and humble when he's, you know, bombing Iran's trying to get us into another war. And, you know, let's just uh, push ourselves further into debt. And let's just, uh, you know, get pushed around behind the scenes. Let's just hide Let's not talk to reporters. Let's not be vocal. Let's not be in front of the cameras. Let's let's be more absent because the humbleness of being absent is better for the appearance. I don't uh, see. I, I don't look at that as the number one trait I would want in the presidency. So, OK, Roy, thank you very much for your call. And, I, you know, it, being humble is not what is in question here. I think it's the policies. I think it's the direction we're moving um, and keep in mind, the next thing that they're going to be looking into is your Second Amendment rights, and that's very dangerous, and they're already eroding more and more. It's amazing how fast he started dropping bombs overseas, and there was that one great quote online where they were looking at one of his promises, which is, we're going to get you $2,000. Put me in office, and I'll get you a $2,000 check. Well, they finally uh, passed the stimulus. One that was not bipartisan, by the way, because they were trying to jam as much junk as they possibly can into this thing. And he goes out there and it's $1,400. And the one person says, you know, um, those bombs look pretty expensive for someone that owes me two grand. He's absolutely right. You went four years during the Trump administration. He did everything he could to not start a war. And immediately we start bombing Iran. First 50 days even. Congratulations on that. All right, let's take some more of your calls, 314-436-7900. And it's not about humbleness. You know, it's not about that when you're the president. It's It might be a nice trait. I get it. But we're talking about other things here. We're talking about the policies. We're talking about his job in office. That's what we're looking at. All right, let's go to Joe, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Uh, good evening. Um, I think uh, the previous caller made some very good points that I agree with. He sounded, um, to be honest with you, he sounded like a black person. I'm a white person down in a white county, Jefferson County, that voted two-thirds for Trump. But uh, the people I talk to, the Democrats, just are so grateful for seeing competence and sanity up there. I think you are in kind of a desperate place where you've forgotten what was happened in the last year, all the lies, the um, the stuff that uh, affected the uh, pandemic. And you just, Trump was such an exaggerated uh, piece of work. 
that it's it's got to be you don't know what to say when you're encountering uh, some semblance of competence and he's got a lot of good people around him that's okay, my comment so, okay thanks appreciate it well i don't know about the people around him yet they're still trying to get the nominees through that's been dragging along and he's definitely not put some of the greatest ones in some have not been confirmed but i think we need to point out a couple of differences that we've seen Last year, let me just, okay, I'll point out a few things. Tomorrow, if you don't see about 10 different articles that we're going to fact check the president's speech, if you don't see 10 articles pop up immediately in all the news sites, then you understand they're treating Joe Biden differently than they are Donald Trump. Because whenever Donald Trump would say anything immediately, here's here, we'd fact check the speech. So if you don't see that tomorrow, number one, I want you to realize there's that's an indicator they're treating these two presidents different, which leads me to my next point. If you can't admit they treat the two presidents different, then if you want to compare and contrast these two, you understand you're coming at it with not all the information. Because what you're seeing is the softball, and you're seeing them, uh, mostly the mainstream media in the sense of MSNBC and CNN and all the newspapers and all of these things. You're seeing them run defense and try to go out of their way to try to defend the president as opposed to looking at what he's saying, analyzing it, talking about what other people think, you know, the other side of the story. But you're not going to see that. And it's also very difficult to see that when they hide the president from the journalists. They won't answer the questions. And even his own press secretary will get behind the podium, ask uh, will ask for questions, the last questions. And it's either, oh, I'll circle back to that or they won't answer it or whatever. And they try to change the definitions of things. Border, the problem at the border is a perfect example of this. Things have gotten a lot worse at the border since the executive orders and the changes in the Biden administration signaling a lot of these issues or them saying, no, we're not necessarily open for business, but hey, there's going to be a new sheriff in town. And they took that as, hey, that come on in, right? The open light is on. It's like Motel 6. We'll leave the light on for you. And we're getting, I mean, just overloaded, just slammed at the border. When it was Donald Trump's administration, they called it a, a, a migration crisis at the border. Things have gotten a lot worse, documented to be a lot worse. And today, when you bring up the word crisis to the White House, they say, oh, I w no, 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 don't use that term. Them trying to control the speech, even to the point where if you ask a question using the same terminology they used, and if it was true for them and things have gotten worse, it's absolutely true right now, then why won't they let you use that same sort of uh, wording? Again, they're trying to control this in a certain way to give you this sort of impression. But in the background, I do have my major doubts. I have my major doubts that his absentee-ness and his uh, way that he's approaching this sort of thing is the right way to handle it. Maybe it's more or less he's just hands off and he's just going to let whatever they want. And, and you know, let's let the Pelosi's of the world dictate what the policies are. Let the uh, Kamala Harris's of the world dictate what the policies are. To me, that doesn't necessarily make a, a good president. Maybe it does for you. But we're going to have to play some more of these clips here in the future. And I think these are all going to be positive things to at least discuss here on the show tonight. I saw this on KMOX.com earlier today. In St. Louis, Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner is going to be featured this weekend on 60 Minutes. There's a teaser that was posted on social media. And I want to talk to someone about that. In fact, someone that has followed very closely to Kim Gardner's career as circuit attorney, someone that actually ran against him unsuccessfully, uh, ran against her unsuccessfully. And his name is Daniel Zadrowski. And he's going to join us right after the break because when you hear these clips from 60 Minutes, 
and you hear them say things like, oh, oh, all of this is just racially motivated. How about we actually look at her record? All right. Let's let's look at what she's produced as circuit attorney. And then we could judge her ability to do that job based on her record. So let's look at that record and we'll do that after the break, mostly because I'm afraid 60 minutes isn't going to give the opposite side a fair shake or even a point of view in this piece. It looks more like a puff piece for, for Kim Gardner. So we're going to do that right after the break. We'll take a look at your weather too. It's Overnight America, KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinal's Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Market Barn and Wilkie Windows. On your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. And welcome back to Overnight America. So our, our guest... Uh, had a conflict, so we're not going to be able to talk to him. But we can take more of your calls, which gives us an opportunity to look back at a few of the moments from President Biden's speech just from last hour. If you want to call in, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. I do want to talk about this 60-minute piece that will be coming up on St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner. And I do have a clip from 60 Minutes, at least the preview, but curious how that will roll out this weekend. So let me play a few more moments from the speech. Another one that was uh, notable is we're going to be hitting the summer here soon. What does our summer look like? Is it going to look like the same from last summer? Let's take a listen to what uh, Joe Biden brought up. But I need you, the American people, I need you. I need every American to do their part. And that's not hyperbole. I need you. I need you to get vaccinated when it's your turn and when you can find an opportunity and to help your family 
your friends, your neighbors, get vaccinated as well. Because here's the point. If we do all this, if we do our part, if we do this together, by July the 4th, there's a good chance you, your families and friends, will be able to get together in your backyard or in your neighborhood and have a cookout or a barbecue and celebrate Independence Day. That doesn't mean large events with lots of people together, but it does mean small groups will be able to get together. After this long, hard year, that will make this Independence Day something truly special. Okay, so another moment during the speech. Hey, look forward to July 4th this year. You're going to be able to get out there with your family and friends, small gatherings, things like that, which is following the natural progression of what we expected. And the more we talk about the vaccines and what could be allowed and those sort of things, the CDC continues to lighten some of those restrictions. It's just basically on time. But then again, for the most part last year, and even into now, a lot of the different states have already allowed for these things. I mean, we're, we're looking at the ability to go to a Cardinals game. I mean, there's some places that will even allow full capacity when it comes to the start of Major League Baseball. We have people in attendance, uh, at least first responders for some blues and even in the NBA. Um, there's some limited abilities on some of these other sports. And you're seeing it not just here in the United States, but worldwide. There's some places that are allowing for it. Maybe not to the full same spectator level, but just opening up things and to think about, oh, July 4th, you might be able to go on your own property in your backyard. Oh, gee, thanks. I think we would have done that anyway. One other uh, part from the speech, the stimulus that was signed today, the the big package that is going to be sending a lot of checks out to people. And more and more, we're starting to read into it and where some of this money is going, the $1.9 trillion by all accounts of that $1.9 trillion, They're estimating about 10% of it actually is going to fighting COVID here. A lot of it seems to be going out the door to other countries. Uh, questionable at best. And today, I signed in the law the American Rescue Plan, an historic piece of legislation that delivers immediate relief to millions of people, includes $1,400 in direct rescue checks, payments. That means a typical family of four earning about $110,000 will get checks for $5,600 deposited if they have direct deposit or in a check, a treasury check. It extends unemployment benefits. It helps small businesses. It lowers health care premiums for many. It provides food and nutrition, keeps families in their homes, and it will cut child poverty in this country in half, according to the experts. And, a fine, and it funds all the steps I've just described to beat the virus and create millions of jobs. Hmm. I wonder where that line is. I'm curious that statistic about child poverty. But still, I want to go back to the original question I asked at the start of the show. And if you listen to this speech, I think it was about 30 to 40 minutes long, maybe about closer to 30. I, I wanted to know during this address if when you look at it, are you impressed with Joe Biden so far in his first 50 some days in office? He's been largely absent. He's been mostly quiet. Very rarely do you find him in front of a camera. Uh, you know, he, here and there he's sprinkled in front of it, but he's not in a position where he's taking questions from anyone. The press, I mean, haven't really given any access to the press. I mean, outside of the first day when he immediately started signing some of those executive orders, that seemed to be like the only time he ever took questions from the press when he's signing an executive order. And what happens when they have one of these moments? They're 
they're eager to try to get a question in. And it's if the staff steps in and realizes this is a bad idea, we need to get them out here as fast as possible, like it's some sort of threat to asking a question. And the thing is, I don't think Joe Biden is afraid to answer these questions. I think he wants to answer these questions. I think he needs to realize, and he probably does, that it's not normal how much defense is being played around him right now. If I had to guess, he doesn't like the fact that everyone steps in and uh, decides for him the times he can answer questions and not. I don't think he likes that. I think he's one of those old school politicians that have been around long enough, feels like he can handle himself, but the people around him, his staff and the higher members inside of his administration realize that it's a bad idea. You know, when their spokesperson just, just jumbles and bumbles so much whenever given that idea. And I think behind the scenes, he's mostly a pushover too. I think he's got to recognize that he's not the leader of his party right now. When you looked at Donald Trump in office, he was considered the leader of his party. And a lot of Republicans did not like that because they didn't want Donald Trump to be the leader of his party. But he was. He took charge and he was the leader of the party. And for the most part, when you did polling, you realized that there was a lot of Republicans that did approve of him, not so much Democrats or anything like that. In this case, it seems to be a lot of, of people approving of Joe Biden. And I think it's mostly because he has been quiet, mostly because he stayed out of the light. and less of uh, the camera time, the better people have, I guess. So I wanted to play one more clip, a uh, text message that came in. Um, his handlers don't want him to make any gaffes. He's a poor president. Uh, his immigration is hurting Americans. Uh, I've been watching gas prices go up since he took office. Yeah, there's been some of those indicators. Not so much. Um the approval rating is a lie. Another person texted in. That's interesting. You know, we had a couple of people call in and defend Joe Biden. You're perfectly fine to call in and defend him if you want to. I'm going to be critical of him. I I look at what he's done so far, and he, during this time, has just been a pushover president. Maybe that's what you want. Maybe you want Nancy Pelosi to, be, to dictate what the policies of the country are. I don't. 314-436-7900. Did I play this one yet? We played the mass comments. All right, did we play this one? Here's the truth. Okay, let me let me play this one real quick. So here's where he's talking about, here's the truth. Okay, this is from President Biden's speech just a little bit earlier. And for all of you asking when things will get back to normal, here is the truth. The only way to get our lives back, to get our economy back on track, is to beat the virus. You've been hearing me say that for while I was running and the last 50 days I've been president. But this is one of the most complex operations we've under, under, ever undertaken as a nation in a long time. That's why I'm using every power I have as president of the United States to put us on a war footing to get the job done. Sounds like hyperbole, but I mean it, a war footing. And thank God we're making some real progress now. I don't know if I'd be using the word war footing when you're bombing Iran. <laughs> Maybe that's not the best wording for it. And as people pointed out, with some very expensive bombs, too. I, I wonder, too, if we're going to find ourselves in more conflict. And, oh, how about this? Maybe using the term war footing when you have the National Guard permanently stationed for the last couple of months in Washington, D.C. and hanging around. That type of imagery, when you have armed guards and you have the, the different legislative branches sitting there with the tall fences and all of them ready to go just in case something happens. To use the term war, war footing, 
might not be the best with all the other visuals that are going on on Washington, D.C. right now. All right. Uh, let's take a, some of your calls here. And Bill is holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi. Thank you. Thanks for the, taking my call, B. Uh, some people may not like it, but I don't think I think Biden is a pushover. I think he's not really making the call, making his own calls. They can they can put the hook and pull him off stage anytime. The question is who? Who is that? Is it Nancy Pelosi? Is it Barack Obama? Is it someone else? And uh, is he is he even making his own decisions about executive orders? Somebody mm-hmm. might think that's a mean thing to say, but it's there's no evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. They just put a piece of paper in front of him, and he's got a pen in his hand, and he just goes for it. The question is who who puts it in front of him. Um, you know, I don't I don't see any evidence that he's that he's actually the president at all. Someone else. He's entirely a puppet. You think uh, that's what people want? Yeah, I, I I look at his popularity in the Democratic Party right now. Do you think they like the idea that there's someone that's out of sight, out of mind, and just going to push through their radical policies? I think that the ones who favor the radical policies do. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to roll the dice with uh, a politician who may have confidence, an old-time politician, as you said, who may have confidence in his own ability, but that doesn't fit their agenda. Yeah. It makes me wonder. All right. Thanks, Bill. Good to hear from you. Have a good night. 314-436-7900. Maybe that's just what the, drives the approval rating. That's why they like a Joe Biden, because he's out there, out of sight, out of mind. Good old Joe Biden. Not out there causing any controversy by answering questions. <laughs> it's better for us to not look behind the curtain. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Don't look at the guy behind the curtain. We don't need to know how things are going. The all-in-powerful odds. And you pull it back and you realize, hey, wait, it's just some dude that's been hiding in his basement this whole time. Huh. I wonder if there's some of that going on. And maybe that's what they like. Maybe it's just a comfort thing. Maybe like the idea of, hey, the, the quiet is nice. So I don't care if the quiet is funding all of these things and bombing are on. <laughs> you know what? Out of sight, out of mind. Oh, boy. We'll take some of your calls and comments, and I do want to talk just a little bit about this 60-minute piece that will be airing this weekend. We got a few clips, or at least one clip of it that's going to be featuring St. Louis Circuit Attorney Kim Gardner. You can find that article, by the way, if you want to see it online at KMOX.com. This is Overnight America, KMOX. Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. Welcome back to Overnight America. Well, I want to bring up this one story at KMOX.com about St. Louis prosecutor Kim Gardner. We'll do that in just a moment. If you haven't already seen that story, we'll play a clip from it, too. Let's go to Scott first. Uh, welcome to Overnight America. Uh, yes, Ryan. Thank you for taking my call. And I, I, I feel like uh, you're, you're making uh, a pretty big assumption that Joe Biden is just being... Uh, um, you know, led by others and his decision making, and um, you know, not really having any input behind these executive orders, et cetera. I, I just don't think that you or I or anyone else really knows that much goes on behind the scenes to be making assumptions like that. And uh, you know, 
I've seen I've seen Joe Biden in, in plenty of public speaking engagements. Uh, recently, I watched C-SPAN quite a bit, and so um, you know, to me, I mean, it, let me ask this real quick: some of these speaking engagements, did he have any interactions with the press? Um. Well, I I think so. I, I you know I don't recall the entire. I was See? watching him from watching them from work, but, okay. um, so I wasn't able to pay real close attention to it, but, um, yeah, well, I understand, but the ones that I have seen, there's been a couple of, you know, we're going to get out in front of the cameras for publicity's sake. And then he says his thing and then he, you know, the, the, he says, okay, see you later. And the press try to ask him a question. And then someone stands in front of him and says, no, we got to go. That That's kind of the thing. But what I'm going to say is, I think there's a reason why there's been no State of the Union. I think there's a reason why he hasn't given any lengthy press conferences. I think there's all reasons for that sort of thing. If I had an insider into the White House, I'd write a book about it. You know, I think that there would be a lot of things going on behind the scenes that people would find truly concerning. And let me just put it this way, too. If this were the Trump administration, there would be, what, five anonymous sources about all kinds of different things, and all of them would end up being not true, but every single news agency would have ran with it anyway. And you don't see that because there's not all of this this fake anonymous source stuff going on around the Joe Biden administration. I find that all suspicious, too. I, I find the way that they cover him, uh, I find that the way that their messaging is all so close to each other, very suspicious. And yeah, Scott, thank you for your call. You're right. It is a, sus- a, a suspicion. It's, it's an assumption. Sure, I can say that. It's my opinion on it. Yeah. I'm not coming out here and reporting it as the news. I'm not Walter Cronkite. Let's go to Keith, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Oh, Keith just uh, missed. Okay, let's go to Mike, who's holding on. Welcome to Overnight America. Hi, good evening. I'm enjoying your show as usual. You know, here's the thing that comes to my mind when they talk about the whole election and Trump and one of them being humble compared to the other. I watched the first debate, I think it was, and Trump just could not keep his mouth shut and humble himself. So my perspective is the Democrats didn't win the election. The Republicans lost it. And if there's any <laughs> frustration that I have, it's against the whole Republican Party. They just I feel like they let us down. They knew there was going to be problems with the election, with voter fraud. And they, 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 it was like they didn't even try to stop it. So it was yeah. almost to me like the Republicans said, you know what, we're not getting what we want from Trump. We'll just let the Dems have it. All right. No, I'll let me challenge that. And I'll hear your response to it. But let me let me challenge that. So as soon as Donald Trump won the 2016 election, immediately he started to say we need to fight voter fraud. He, I mean, he started day one. He was trying to fight voter fraud. So to say that he wasn't doing anything about it, not accurate. The problem that we found is that each individual state fought him on it and they didn't want to make changes. They didn't want to implement these things because they all said, no, it's uh, you know conspiracy theory that there was issues with it. But also, let me point out that there were a lot of people that voted for Donald Trump. In fact, if you go back and look at the numbers, it was more than those that voted for him in 2016. They brought people out for him. Same thing with uh, Joe Biden. They found a lot of ways to bring it out in a lot of question about how they got the vote out. Was it legal or not? And that's not allowed to be challenged is something that I'm also uh, a little upset about. The, so I think there's other circumstances that play into that. I wouldn't necessarily say it's all, you know, the Republicans are stupid type of deal. I just think they got forced out in a pickle in a lot of different ways. Well, like I said, they knew it was coming for four years and they couldn't stop it. And that's that's what's scary. Mm. 
I think they tried, but you're right. They couldn't get it done. They, I think they tried in a lot of different ways right off the bat, but you're right. They couldn't get it done. I don't know what it'll take to get it done too, but Mike, thank you for the call. I want to point out when it comes to the Supreme court, and this is something that really does bother me. And the challenges to some of the way they changed election law, was it legal or not? And the Supreme court deciding not to take up these, uh, these cases because they say things like it's already over. It's not going to change anything. It's a mute point. And you have justices standing up like Clarence Thomas, who says, you know, it's not a mute point because this is a pretty big deal. (laughs) This is a presidential election. And if we want to ensure the integrity of elections in the future, then this would be worthy of our time to look into see if this was done legally or not. I don't know if the Supreme Court is just afraid or some other legal scholars are afraid that this would set up some sort of constitutional crisis if they were to go back and actually find that a lot of votes should not have been counted. I don't know if you would be able to invalidate them. I don't think you'd be able to. I think at the very least, what you'd want to do is go out there and just make sure things like this doesn't happen again. But none of those steps are being taken. I think, if anything, a lot of the problems that we have with election law, and you see it was an HR1 or whatever the one most recent one that came up, the, the bill that changes and looks at the way we handle elections, it's a, it should be scary. It should be scary to say we have opened a door that makes it not uh, it's it's not about a door closing that would stop the ability for people to vote. What they've opened up the door is we're not allowed to question if the person is allowed to vote. And we're also not allowed to question, nor should we be able to, uh, the restrictions of, on voting. And sometimes we're looking at restrictions, for example, like you have to be able to identify yourself to prove you are the one representing yourself in that vote, as opposed to someone massively signing a bunch of ballots on someone else's behalf or whatever it is. These are all major issues when we're talking about large scale elections. And it's just going to get swept under the rug again, I guess. That is frustrating. I get it. It is frustrating to me, too. Let's go to Eddie, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, go ahead, Eddie. I, I hear you. About the, just wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, speech tonight. Mm-hmm. I just think it was a lot of big promises, and I just hope that it, that they could be kept, especially you know with the uh, vaccines. Mm. There's a lot of yeah. Lot they of say May. Everyone should be able to get in line by May, is what they say. So the infrastructure for that. You know what that reminds me of? Of when they tried to launch the Obamacare website and it crashed like crazy. You think we're going to see another one of those deals where they're going to try to set up a government portal that immediately crashes uh, when they try to open this thing up? The, 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 re, the reason I bring it up, like my for my brother, just saying for my brother, he's been trying to get a vaccine for months, and he's mm-hmm. diabetic. He's 62 years old, and it's just frustrating. The, all the red tape you have to go through to even just try to go online and make an appointment, it's, mm-hmm. you know, so with the hearing this tonight, it's it's a big promise. I'm just hoping that it's followed through. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think for a lot of people who have been waiting a long time that have the certain conditions that would put them in a higher risk category, they've been waiting. They have been waiting. So naturally, they should have been working on this for a long time. Let's hope that they get taken care of. And it would be frustrating for family members that you know of, elderly, whatever it may be, that have been waiting forever. And then the president comes out and says, hey, if you're 18, we're going to get you in a waiting list. (laughs) There's still a lot of people waiting for this. Yeah, I can see how that's frustrating. There's still a lot of people that should already be in line that have been 
uh, a difficulty getting in to begin with. All right, we're going to actually talk to a Middle East expert, someone that is in Israel right now, and his new book's called The Beirut Protocol. He's a New York Times bestseller, and he somehow has a knack for understanding real-world events and how they play out. It's coming up next on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.